Grab your fork and grab your knife Morning, afternoon and night Mama's recipe and mine We're about to have a good time Hey sis, eat this Hey sis, eat this Woohoo! Sis. Hey, sis. It's yet again another holiday here. Hey, sis. <laughs> well, it's not really our holiday. No, but there's lots to celebrate. Lots to celebrate. We are here to talk about all the daddies in our lives. Yes. And we have many. We do. And uh, it's Father's Day, and we're excited because we have put together a very special show for our listeners. We are going to be talking to our stepdads, our dad. But before we get into that, we just wanted to say thank you to all the dads out there who work so hard to make the world go round and are great dads to children. And I want to give a special shout out to my husband, Jason, who is just an exceptional father, the best father I can could ever have hoped for. Um, he is so loving, caring and generous with our daughters. And I am just so lucky to do this parenting thing with mm -hmm. someone like Jason, because he I've just never seen a more dedicated father. So happy Father's Day, honey. Happy Father's Day, Jason. And like, he keeps this cool. Like, mm -hmm. we're kind of all over the place. Yeah. And I feel like he's really that stable rock. grounding rock oh, for, for sure. your fam. He like, is. people are going crazy. And he's like, I'm bouncing off ladies. the walls. And he's like, I got yes. this. You know, I mean, I can't tell you how many times he's like, I got this, especially when like injuries happen oh, and God. stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's so nice to really have. A calming force in the family. And we're lucky to have him. Well, while Lance and I don't have any children of our birth. How would I say that? <laughs> Out of your vagina? Yes, that mm -hmm. one. But Lance does have a daughter, Lauren, who we call Lolo. Lolo. And we've mentioned her before, along with her wife, Elsie. And those are our girls. And yeah, and Lance raised her too. I he mean, he did yeah. since three years old. Mm -hmm. And well, he's such a great dad. Yeah, and it's been wonderful to watch him over the years with her. And I'm so grateful that he brought her into my life. Mm -hmm. And so happy Father's Day, honey. Well, we are blessed all around to have all these great daddies. And we can't wait to share with you some of our favorites. Yes, it's going to be a fun one. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. As part of our Father's Day episode special, mm -hmm. we are extremely excited because, yeah. you know, we've got lots of dads. We have a lot of dads. Aren't we blessed? We are so fortunate. I am. I'm so happy with all of our dads. Me too. And we want to highlight our stepdad, Daddy Ashley's husband, Drew, who we lovingly call D2, Dad 2. He's just... A wonderful light in our lives. And we love you so much. Welcome to Hey Sis, Eat This, Drew. I'm excited to be here. How are you two? We are doing great. We're doing great. Better now that you're here. Yeah, working hard and getting shit done. Nice. nice. I feel the same. Working hard and not making a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> we're working hard for no money. Yeah, yeah do, we're working do, do, do. hard for no money. Okay. But that doesn't matter because you know what? It's all about talking about the memories, the shared memories that keep us going. And with, with, it, this yeah. is what makes the podcast so special. So, yeah. Yeah. And building memories. 
Absolutely. Well, as we said, we have invited you on because we want to do a few questions with you about being our dad. Yeah, that's probably a very unexpected thing when you became our dad, right? I mean, when you met my dad and you fell in love, you all of a sudden became a, a dad to two grown women. And I couldn't be more proud to be your stepdad. I love it. Did Daddy Ashley tell you like he typically does when you said, well, how old are your daughters? Did he say <laughs> they're out of college? Was he honest? I just assumed that you were probably in your late 20s, early 30s, since he's 13 years older than I am. Right. That was pretty so, accurate. Yeah, we that's were. pretty accurate. Yeah. As Court said, you didn't come into our lives until you were older and we were older. So what was the most surprising thing about becoming a stepdad, a, a dad to us? I think it was how loving and accepting everyone was. Aww. You know, Court, you got married soon right. after we met. And I can't tell you how surprised and how warm it made me feel for you to sit me with dad in the first row. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I, I mean, I was stunned and so grateful and so touched. I'm so that. glad I did because I mean, mm -hmm. if, uh, I mean, you stuck around, you know, you, <laughs> like literally you had just started dating a few weeks before my wedding and, you know, dad came to me and said, you know, I, I've met someone and this is the real deal. And of course I was like, okay, of course, you know, I mean, I'm so glad that you were there. And of course you would sit with dad, you know, I also want to point out because we do have three dads that they all walked me down the aisle. They mm -hmm. did the relay of the bride and yeah, Dwight mom's husband came and walked me down and then passed me off to Drew and then Drew passed me off to dad. And it was the only way that that was going to happen oh, for me. You are so open-minded and loving and that. I thought it was kind of weird, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I loved every moment. I'm joking. <laughs> I have a question, Drew. What's the most rewarding thing about being a dad, a stepdad? I mean, it doesn't have to be to just me and Whitney specifically, because we know we're just freaking awesome. But, you know, <laughs> just I'm kidding. Just the uh, what is the most rewarding thing about being a dad? Just having more people and a loving family, um, just growing my core base of mm -hmm. people that I love and that love me back. And mm -hmm. I never dreamt I would have granddaughters mm. and Aww. two wonderful son-in-laws. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, even your mom and Dwight. Yeah. And, yeah. It's a whole I mean, big, it, it, you marry the man, you marry the family, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and the same goes with your family too. They've embraced right. us and it's oh been so gosh. wonderful. And because you're one of five, we, mm -hmm. you know, we really gained cousins and aunts and uncles, uncles. and this whole big, you know. And grandma, yeah, you know, rest mom. in peace. Grandma was just, so. I'll get verklempt if I talk about it too much, but she was just one special hell of a mama, that one, and um, really embraced us and dad as her own. 
all right, what is the best dish we've ever cooked for you or meal, whatever it might be? I mean, every meal, there's always something I go away talking about. I know that this just sounds like it's very simple and not that special, but was so incredibly flavorful and delicious. And I asked dad to make it all the time, but it's the sea bass on top of the potatoes. (gasps) Oh yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That one. Mm -hmm. That is delicious. I think one of the things that we loved cooking for you is one year for Christmas. We didn't know what to get Drew, the man who has everything. Mm -hmm. And we recalled a little story from his childhood involving some candied apples, (laughs) which is one of Drew's favorite things still to this day. And so we made him, did we make candy or just caramel? Well, we made him caramel apples, caramel caramel dipped apples. We made him like a dozen. Yeah. So we want to hear the history because this story is a good one about why we made you caramel apples that day. There, there's, there's a story, a story. behind this of your childhood involving grandma. So it was probably the worst day of my life <laughs> uh, outside, of course, of any deaths in the family. Right. <laughs> uh, so not I had my best friend growing up was named Billy James. And they had three huge Great Danes. Oh, okay. I knew the dogs well. And um, so my parents had come over for some reason to speak with Billy's mom and dad. And we were all standing in the driveway. And Mr. James was holding on to one of the Great Danes. And I was standing next to that Great Dane. And just out of the blue, the Great Dane turned towards me and bit me on the face. <gasps> he, he, his jaws just grasped oh both God. sides of my face and over oh my, my mouth God. and shook me. How old were you? I think I was seven or oh, eight yeah. years old. And so they rushed me to the hospital and, um, you know, like any kid that age, you're afraid of a tetanus shot and of needles. So um, she asked me, the nurse asked me, do you want a shot in your arm or your butt? <laughs> and at that age, you're all, you know, embarrassed. And it's like, sure. I don't want to pull down my pants for somebody <laughs> I don't know. And yeah. so I was like, you know, I'm big, brave guy. I want it in my arm. Big, brave seven-year-old. <laughs> Put it in my arm. Right. So she sticks the needle in and she hits my bone and she, you know, I jerked because it hurts so bad. And so I have to have another shot. I didn't even know this part of it. You didn't? No. I did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so she gives me another shot and I was just (laughs) upset about it. But anyway, so my mom wanted to do something super sweet for me. So she wanted to make me karma apples because it was my favorite thing in the world. And um, my dad had just recently wanted to, uh, had asked to put carpet in the kitchen. And (laughs) my mom was like, no, carpet does not belong in the kitchen. And he just insisted that he have carpet installed in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So instead of arguing or continuing the argument, my mom gave in. And they installed carpet 
Anyway, so you know how you bring the the caramel up to a boil. A, yeah, hundred some. So you know, and I was her little helper there, mm. washing the apples and sticking the stick in them. So after you get all the caramel on the apple, you know, you have to stick it in the cold water. And the sink was filled with cold water and ice cubes. And I was so conscientious because my parents had argued about the the carpet. I didn't want any caramel dripping onto the carpet. So I (laughs) held my hand underneath the caramel apple. And surely enough, it a couple big globs came down on my hand. Oh, God. So the next thing you knew, I had to go back to the emergency. No, it's so horrible. It's not funny at all, but it's just like one thing oh after my God. the next. Your I mean, mom was probably like, holy oh my God. shit. She She's like, this kid of mine. Talk about a kitchen conundrum. Oh, my God. I mean... That's a conundrum. And of the honestly, day. like we're kind of sick that we made that for I him. Know, that's what I was just thinking. I was like, we knew that he, I was just thinking the same thing. Was that evil? Was that giving him PTSD that we made him caramel apples? Whose idea was that? It's probably mine. I don't know. I that is so weird, Whitney. I'm sorry, Drew. I thought I we because you said it was your favorite thing. Because I know he still loves them. Despite Do you still the love them? Dog okay. bite, despite the caramel apple. Sorry. He loves dogs and still loves. <laughs> caramel apples i still love caramel apples well you know what that means we need to make yeah we do drew some we caramel do. apples. we don't have carpet in the kitchen <laughs> or a great we're, dane we're good to go or okay. a great dane right <laughs> oh ladies i am going to ask you another question it's a very serious question um Uh-oh. we didn't give you this one in we didn't advance. give you this is sort of a rapid fire i guess if you will what should we get our dad for father's day what the hell does that man need, you know? Or want. Or want. He's the man that does everything. He's a very difficult man to shop for. The most important thing is your time. Dad yeah. just wants to be with you, too, oh. in your presence. Oh, good. He, does, he doesn't need presence. He mm. just needs you to be present. Well, yeah, That's he needs all. presence with an P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. Yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. not just a, his presence. Not That's a present. easy enough. All right, we'll right. do that. Good. I'm going to save my money then. Me too. All right. One last one for you. Sure. One word to describe our dad. There's three or four things that came to mind immediately, but the one thing that everybody knows is just how loving your dad is. You know, Mm -hmm. I always want to say funny. He is. He's hilarious. He'd like that if you said that. He is the funniest man I've ever met. And boy, does that get us through some hard times. Right? <laughs> right? Oh, yes. Yeah, us too. Yeah. Happy Father's Day, Drew. Happy Father's Day. Well, I love you both love so you very too. much. We love and you too. Thank you for being a part of my life and mm. treating me and including me so well. Of course. Thank you for being our D2. Whitney, I'm excited because we are sitting here with yet another one of our amazing dads. That's right. <laughs> this is our stepdad, Dwight, also known as Big, Big D. D. Big D is his grandpa name. And 
and dad name. And we're so excited to have you here. Welcome to Hey Sis, Eat This. Thank you. If you've been listening to the podcast over the past several episodes, you might know that Dwight is not only my dad, but he's also my neighbor. That's right. Three he doors down. And Mama Ashley live down the street from us. And Three doors down. He's laughing and drinking and having a party. I don't even know that song. That's Dolly Parton. Oh. But I think it's two doors down. But anyway. Well, you sang it in a very rock and roll accent. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do know that that you and Lance and Dwight and Mom are always drinking and having a party. We are. We have a good time, don't we, Big D? We do. Well, Dwight, um, you know, I want to get into some questions for our Father's Day episode. When you and Mom got together, you were already a dad to your daughter, Chelsea. So you were no stranger to being a dad. But... You were a little bit older. We were all a little older when you came into our lives. I believe I had just had my oldest daughter, Reagan. So what was the most surprising thing about becoming a stepdad and a grandpa all at once? Well, just the fact that you both lived in Los Angeles was very surprising. (laughs) (laughs) And then having the grandbaby was a new experience. Well, you really just jumped into that role full throttle. You, Mm -hmm. You were you know, right there and the best grandpa ever, just, you know, right away. It was and always has been about the babies. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we, well, they're lucky to have you both, both of the babies. And now I know it's been fun for you to watch them grow up. And now they scooter back and forth between your house and Whitney's house. That's right. They do. Big D spoils them a lot. They have their own putting green in my backyard. That's right. That is true. Mama oh. wanted a pool and the baby's got a putting green. That's right. That's a funny story. I forgot about that. Mom wanted a pool and Big D said, well, Reagan's really into golf. So I think it'd be best if we put a putting green back there. <laughs> That's a good grandpa. Well, and at least we have a pool down the street. So it kind of all say, works out. It all worked out. That's right. It, we had no idea that that would be the future. <laughs> well... What has been the most rewarding thing about being a stepdad and a grandpa to all of us? Well, I, I would say the grandbabies. Oh, were, God, them <laughs> again. Were, were that. And then when you and Lance moved, as yeah. you said, three doors down, that was the next big thing. It was. So. And, you know, we all like me, Lance, Dwight and mom quarantined. Like right. we didn't see anybody else but them for a good solid six weeks. So we ate a lot of meals together. Six we, weeks? Wasn't it like six right. months? Well, you know, I do live in Texas. So, right. But and, yeah, y'all opened up like a week later. Yeah. But we really just kind of had each other and we'd really just moved to Dallas too. So we didn't know that our really our best friends were going to be mom and big D. <laughs> You're lucky you had each other. Yep. It was fun. It was. We cooked a lot of good meals then too. Uh Well, speaking of meals that we've cooked, what is the best dish we've ever cooked for you? I'm not talking about mom because I know she cooks good meals for you all the time, but (laughs) do you recall anything Whitney and I've ever made or even just Whitney since? I I don't really remember a particular dish. I think just barbecue. I, I really like primarily when Lance barbecues. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Got it. Right. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Lance and I were talking about this and he said, you need to ask a food related question. And I said, well, 
I'm pretty sure I know what Dwight's going to say. And he's like, my barbecue. And I said, mm-hmm. Yeah. Lance's barbecue. We said Courtney and we met Courtney and Whitney, but I guess if there's not one, then we'll just give that gold star to Lance. Well, I was going to say fried chicken, but then your mom told me that you two had never cooked me fried chicken. So (laughs) that couldn't be the answer. Lance has cooked you fried chicken. No, I don't think he has. We did one. We did during the pandemic, I think. Oh, okay. Well, Regardless, I know that we've cooked a lot of meals for you, and I have never really had a complaint. So, nope. I think we need to make him some fried chicken when I, guess I come so. to town next week. I guess oh, so for great. a belated Father's Day because you're leaving LA on Father's Day, but I'll be there the next day, so it'll mm-hmm. all work out. Yeah. I yep. will say there was one thing that I did kind of pull the wool over Big D's eyes one what? time. Well, you know, Big D is from Kansas. He's a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Yeah. And I wanted to recreate this meal that our good friend, neighbor Andy had made Mm -hmm. with some short ribs and a parsnip puree. Oh. And we just told Big D that it was mashed potatoes and he ate it and loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And did you think it tasted different than mashed potatoes? I didn't catch it if it did. (laughs) It was all whipped up like mashed potatoes. Well, Big D puts up with a lot from us because, especially me when I come to town, because the only thing that I want is Tex-Mex when I, you know, as I talk about often on this podcast. And Big D, while he is a good sport and will go, Mm -hmm. it's not his favorite kind of food. And Mm -hmm. I just want to make a public... um, Apology? No, I wasn't going to apologize. <laughs> I was just going to say, tell him how grateful that I am that he always is up, you know, mostly sport when I come into town for going to Mexican food. Oh, yeah. Well, your mother's kind of <laughs> broke me into that. Right. <laughs> so. We're constantly looking for Mexican places that have a, a hot dog or a <laughs> hamburger. You and Reagan. Yeah. yeah. It kind of, that kind of yeah. works out when we're all yeah. together on that. Oh. You know, like I say, if they have chips and salsa and a good margarita, then what's not to love? That's true. true. Very true. Okay. Well, one last final question for you. What would you like for Father's Day? I know what this is going to be. Well, you know, I always want pictures of the babies. (laughs) I'm still waiting, in fact, (laughs) for my birthday pictures of the babies. Yes, I'm so bad. Well, I think I'm just going to dress up as a baby with Lance Uh and give you a picture of us. (laughs) Well, you always give me pajamas. I do. I would point out I've got an awful lot of pajamas. I know. (laughs) I know. So you you have fully supplied. I've stocked you there. So so. we'll we'll have to come up with something else. Maybe some of that barbecue. There are pictures coming. It's just that Whitney has me so busy all the time. I just have not had a chance. And I tried to do it recently, but then I, oh, it's just a long story, Big D. Don't worry. They're coming. They're coming. Okay. I promise. I'm not going to let you down. Well, we should point out that Big D is also a part of the Hasis Eat This Productions team. and yeah. team. He is our CPA. Yep. And I think we probably Business annoy manager. him more than anybody right. else has when right. it comes to taxes mm-hmm. and getting Receipts. shit done. And mm-hmm. so I, again, formally apologize for that. And we, <laughs> and we formally declare our gratitude to you for yes. all the help that you've done. I know we don't pay that well. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're bringing it up, I do need all your. Re- 
expenses for this year. Okay. I've got last year. Though. I have <laughs> I have been writing more in there. So we, as your Father's Day gift, we will do that yeah. for you. <laughs> That's terrible. No, I think we should make him fried chicken and give him pictures of the babies. That would be great. And some expense sheets. <laughs> well, All right. We really are grateful for you and, and for being so wonderful to our mom and that you're in our lives. And um, really the best grandpa uh, ever, Dwight, little funny story, he was the first ever grandpa at our at my daughter's school to give the thought of the day. Every morning somebody gives a thought of the day, which is usually a teacher, student, or administrator. And Big D who was a former um, police officer, stood up in front of the whole school and gave a beautiful thought of the day that's kind of famous still to this day. People talk about it. It really is. And it was uh, meant a lot to us. All right. Well, thanks again, Big D. Happy Father's Day. I look forward to uh, celebrating with you when we're back in Dallas. And I look forward to continuing my life down the street from you. Yep. Love you. Love your show. (laughs) Love you. Thank you. And I, I hope to, you win the golf tournament this weekend. I need to go talk fantasy golf with your husband. <laughs> okay, on that note. <laughs> I'd just like to point out that I'm first in almost every category this year. <laughs> He's slain. <laughs> well, there's a big kitty this year, too. So you Ooh. might be buying us all a family vacation or something. Woohoo. It's not that big a kitty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We love you. Happy Thank Father's you. Day. Love you Happy too. Father's Day. Well, we're usually here celebrating moms, but today is a special day. We're going to celebrate all the daddies out there because Father's Day is coming up. That's right. And especially we want to celebrate our daddy, Glenn Ashley. Welcome, Daddy, to Hey Sis, Eat This. Welcome, Daddy. Thank you, ladies. I'm very excited to be with you again. Thank you. Well, Father's Day always reminds me of gambling together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for many years, yeah. we would go to the horse races mm-hmm. on Father's Day, which I love that tradition. We need to bring that back. But yeah. um, I mean, we've had many bonding experiences revolving oh, yeah. around gambling oh, in yeah. this family. We <laughs> oh, yeah. sure have. My 21st birthday, dad took me and my five friends along with mom to Vegas. Well, and every time we would drive from Dallas to California or you drove from Dallas to Arizona to drive the cars out for college, we would make make a stop and we just had to take that Vegas route. Or dad would come back from dropping me off and go to Vegas and be like, oh, I just had to go drown my sorrows. Yeah. That's true. Was not, I wanted you to pick a school closest to Las Vegas. That's right. So that would work. And Court, do you, rem- do you remember us doing a blackjack drills in the car yes. an hour outside of Vegas? Dad hands me a book that's like a blackjack book, and I'm reading it in the car, and he's giving me drills along the way. I mean, you know, it's a 20-hour drive. Oh, so my gosh. for, you know, 12 hours of that, we got to... Do blackjack drills. There's no point in wasting time no. or wasting money no. if you get there and don't know the game. Right. I wasn't even 21, by the way, just oh. saying. Yeah. Well, Dad also liked to be sporadic with his gambling. So yeah. I remember coming home from college after being there for summer school, and I came home for about two weeks. And on a side note, I had gone to a baseball game the night before and had consumed many beers and packed up my suitcase and brought Absolutely no shoes except for the flip-flops that were on my feet for two weeks. (laughs) But I digress. I was in the car with mom, and we had called 
TJ Seafood earlier in that day to order some lobsters for dinner. We thought that might be fun to do. And dad calls us around 3.30 and he said, hey, what do y'all think about going to Shreveport tonight to gamble? We were like, eh, we could be into that. Call up TJ's, cancel those lobsters. We're going to Shreveport. (laughs) (laughs) How far was Shreveport from Dallas? Uh, About three hours. Yes, but remember we got in that horrible traffic jam and we didn't get into like two in the morning or something. Perfect gambling time. Yes, and we gambled to like five in the morning. And then did you get a hotel and sleep? Yeah, we had a crappy hotel and we slept and then we drove back the next day. Oh my God. (laughs) That was family bonding time. Yes. We had more wholesome experiences growing up than just gambling, so we should get into some of that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I can't name one, but I'm sure there, there were. I think they'll come to us as, we, okay, as we progress in this. <laughs> Dad, do you recall some of your proudest moments as a father? I have many, many, many. I thought you were going to for sure say, eh, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's all the classic ones, the graduation from college and yeah, how yeah. proud you know you yeah. are mm-hmm. that the milestones the milestones and both weddings and walking yeah. you both down the aisle and that was tender and made me proud of of you guys mm-hmm. um but i think one thing that stands out to me is when your mom and i divorced mm-hmm. you guys were amazingly impartial Mm-hmm. And you didn't make either of us feel bad or guilty or right or wrong. You continued to support both of us individually. And that really, really made me get a little choked yeah. up. But that made me really proud yeah, that you were that that's the kind of, of uh, women that you are, that mm-hmm. you could support both of us and mm-hmm. make us feel like, you know, I don't know, just loved and, and nurtured. Right, and not um, biased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I remember about that was we'd gone to dinner and you were driving us back to our apartment and, and you told us that oh, you, and mom, you and mom were getting, you were separated. And Courtney's like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up. Pull yeah. over. And Pull I'm like, over. I need a cigarette. <laughs> I remember this too. I was very dramatic. And let me say that this whole podcast thing has just been tremendous for me to stand back and watch. You guys just create this, believe in it, create your vision for it, and then do the tough work it takes to do this. Like, it's just incredible. People have no idea the amount of work it takes. And so your dedication has just been phenomenal for me to watch. And I guess the very best part of it is how this, you've always been close at, since you've become adults. And I love that. But this thing, this podcast is just like wrapped you in a, mm-hmm. you know, in a quilt together or yeah. something. It's just beautiful. Our husbands are often, is that quilt going to open anytime yeah, soon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everyone in our life is like that right and now. And I think that's a great, that's just such a great example for, for you My know, girls. Vivi and yeah. Reagan to see. and um, What could be. Yeah, and it will be with them, I'm sure. But uh, They're going to yeah. take over, hey, little sis. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Just overall, I'm extremely proud of the women that you both are, both loving, kind, nurturing. These are my these are my girls. These mm. are these I raised are, these. Yeah, well, yeah. partial. <laughs> Your mom Uh-oh. did a hell of a job. Thanks, Thank Daddy. You. 
Well, we're proud of you too. I mean, yeah. it goes Thank both you. ways. And, you know, I know it wasn't easy when you and mom divorced. And if you've listened to the show, you know that my dad was married to my mom for 33 years and he finally decided to live his truth. And he came out to us as gay when we were 29 and 23 years old. Mm-hmm. And I think that was my proudest moment of you because I, you know, it was such a great example of being honest with yourself, living your truth and fear and fearlessness. I mean, God, how scary that must have been and the strength that it took to do that. Um, I've never been more proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, let me talk a little bit about that. Um, of course, it was, uh, you know, one of the biggest changes mm-hmm. in my life um, to finally face my truth and do that. And I was very, um, I went into therapy right after your mom and I separated mm-hmm. to deal with that and figure out how to best handle that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not just for me, but for how do I handle it with you guys and sure. all that. So I just wanted to make sure that as that process happened, that I was I controlled how who got information about it so mm. that you guys didn't hear that from someone else right. or so um, like I told your mom that I was gay and then that was in Dallas and then I was in the process of literally moving to mm-hmm. LA and and I I told you guys so that you would be you would know mm-hmm. right away before mm-hmm. anybody else and that that was just important to me. Now, the thing about all of that, um, that, you know, it, it all sort of came, happened, you know, us discussing it in one event, one night, right. one mm-hmm. time at your, mm-hmm. at the apartment you guys shared. And, you know, I remember being very nervous about saying this to you guys, but at the same time, I never once doubted that your reaction would be anything but acceptance and loving. Mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. thought, I'm oh, so oh my yeah, God, they'll, you know, they'll abandon me. I never, ever felt that because Good. I know, I yeah. love and know. I've always wondered that, like yeah. what, how you felt when you told us, were you scared we'd be upset or mad? Or, because I just remember being like relieved and yeah. and and just felt so overwhelmed with compassion for you. I honestly don't think I was, I was not scared of your reaction. Mm-hmm. I was nervous just because it right. was a, a huge thing, well, yeah. secret to tell. But, um, but I never once doubted, you know, how you would react. And mm-hmm. you certainly um, showed me that at that evening. I just remember, you know, I told you guys and then you guys came to me and embraced me. And it's just a pivotal and cherished moment Mm -hmm. for me. And I'll forever be grateful for Mm -hmm. the love that you showed me. Yeah. Acceptance. And and it continues today. And thank God. And um, and the way you've accepted Drew, my husband, into your lives and. Um, you know, th- those are just huge things, and um, I'm proud of how you guys have handled that. And uh, and then you know that was the start of the process of me 
telling my truth to my friends and the right. rest of my family and just all your that. Truth. Starting to really live your yeah. truth. And um, does it feel like that was years and years and years ago? It does. I mean, I, I'm trying to think. I think that was 2004. Yeah, so it was. it's literally been almost 20 years. Yeah. Um, which in a way, like coming out feels like still like a short part right, of my whole blip. life because yeah, of the age so I am. Yeah. But um, it had to happen. You know, it just right. in, in order for me to survive and for me to have a a life um, that I could be proud of and that mm-hmm. I, it just it, it just had to happen. Well, I'm so glad it did. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank with you for sure, sharing. Of course. Dad, what's your favorite thing about being a father? There's probably a lot, mm. but name one. <laughs> um, just the times we spend the times we spend together laughing, mm-hmm. basically, you know. And and I'm so so um, blessed that that's one of the things that's so important to us to our family is this sense of humor, mm-hmm. this yeah. laughter. I mean, all my memories are about things we laughed about and mm-hmm. things we found funny mm-hmm. and little things we did. Mm-hmm. So, Dad. Obviously, there's six years of age difference between Mm -hmm. us, but I'm sure Mm -hmm. from your perspective, there's other differences. Do you want to shed some light on where you think that happens? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's funny because when you were born, Mm -hmm. Whitney, younger, six years later, our whole world was just Courtney for six years. So we only knew what this one kid was that we had (laughs) and how she was and her quirks and all that. So when you were born... Just naively, you expect it to be, oh, Courtney, too, right? right. Same kid. <laughs> oh, no. Very different. And and thank goodness, I mean, how unique and beautiful each of you are in your own right. But um, but very different. And uh, so I would sort of describe it this way. So Whitney, uh, from the day she was born or since she was a baby, happy-go-lucky, fit-in, just-go-with-the-flow kind of person, right? Mm-hmm. Courtney Moore, the drama queen. <laughs> I'll own it. There's a lot, of, it. lot of drama around <laughs> and literally drama. I mean, you know, she's putting on plays in the dining room for, you know, <laughs> us forever. Right. And that's a funny thing, too. I was thinking about this. Poor Whitney. Uh, <laughs> Courtney would recruit her for every play she ever put on. Oh, yeah. And Whitney would always be have to be the boy that you know some character it was always Danny from Greece. Yeah, exactly. I think you even had a leather jacket or oh, something. Oh, we had leather pants from your younger brother's motorcycle pants that got thrown into our dress-up oh, yeah. bin. But anyway, my point is just that very very different in in in, in wonderful ways, but um you continue to fulfill those kind of columns that I've filled out for each of you and <laughs> who you are, and it makes it very interesting. Well, we're a good balance for each other now. Which Absolutely. Is, we are. What are some of the fondest memories you have of being a dad? He's already wheezing over there yeah. laughing. Well, well, my fond moments are funny. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. But, you know, it's not right. like, oh, God. the time so we all we... visited the Liberty Bell yeah. and hell hands. I don't hell think... no. When did we, we visit did the Liberty we Bell? Didn't. We didn't. We only that went, up. went to the Statue of Liberty. Actually, we didn't even go to the Statue of Liberty. Yes. We drove by in a boat and they were like, there it is, kids. We were like, exactly. Oh, nope. 
nope. Too many people. And by the way, that was a good move because I took my kids to the Statue of Liberty and it was torture. (laughs) See, you should listen to your dad. It's funny because an event would happen and then we would talk about it for years and years and years (laughs) Uh and it would become funnier over time. Like the toilet paper, the house event that happened at Christmas and we were leaving for a family vacation like on a December 24th, and we wake up ready to go to the airport, but we look out in our entire front yard, all these huge trees are completely covered in wet toilet paper. And I'm like, damn, I've got to clean this shit up before, you know, in an hour. And so I told your mom, hey, look at, you know, look what happened. And she goes, give me that phone. And well, first of all, she woke you up and said, who the heck was over here doing this? These were like eight and nine year old kids. They were young. So mom called and made you call and say, "Uh, boys, you got to come and clean this up. My dad's really mad. I think mom called the other mom and said, you better get those boys over. You better wake those guys up. We're leaving for Hawaii in an hour. (laughs) And they came over. And I remember giving them that pole that you clean the swimming pool with. Because that was the longest pole to reach the the toilet paper in the top. Oh, yeah. And I just remember being in my bedroom like, Those are the kind of, I mean, that didn't sound like a fun moment, but it was a funny moment. Right. Well, I have a funny moment of him being a dad. So, well, he was always my date to the concerts, you know, like he took (laughs) me to my first concert, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. You know, he took me to Michael Jackson. Yeah. And and then as I got older, you know, and got into the, you know, it was the late 80s and the hair bands and stuff. And he took me to the Poison concert with my two friends. One dad does. Yep. And. You know, there's always that nightmare parking there. So dad had an idea that he was going to go up to the VIP parking Mm -hmm. where the guard was sitting. Mm -hmm. And and this is a terrible example to set for your children. Not the best parenting moment, but funny (laughs) as hell. So he pulls up, rolls his window down and says, excuse me. And the guy says, your name? And he's like, Glenn Ashley. And he's like... Opens up that clipboard. And the guy, the guy looking at his clipboard, what is it? Glenn Ashley. It should be on there. And the guy goes, sir, I don't see it. And dad just goes, puts his pedal to the metal yeah. and drives straight through into the parking lot and just whips oh around really fast and drives around. And then, the, you know, too far for the guy to, get, you know, to follow us. We thought he was the coolest person ever. So we were like, yeah, go, dad, go. It's a horrible example to set. I know, but, but I think was, we got a pretty good place. I think we did get a good yeah, spot <laughs> right by the so. stage. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! I also remember a concert Whit and I went to that we still talk about, which was uh, a Tina Turner concert yes. in like ninety. 90- one, it was, it was after '89 because I had an '89 Mustang five liter black convertible, yeah. and we took that. I remember to yeah, the yeah, concert, so it had to be early '90s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I think it was the simply the best tour. Yeah, and yeah. we had we just oh rocked out, yeah. and then we put the top All down the on the there. car and played the music afterwards. Right. All the way there, all the way back. It was great. Tina. Glad I got to share that with Me you. Me too. And then we went again in L.A. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's other funny memories. Like I remember driving Courtney to USC across country. And for some reason, she'd waited. She hadn't waited, but we had waited to get her wisdom teeth pulled until like the day before before college. Yeah. Yeah. The day before we left. So 
we're driving across country. Well, if I could interject, yeah, sure. what happened was we did wait till the last minute to get my wisdom teeth pulled, but yeah. it was probably a couple weeks before. Yeah. And you and mom left town. Oh. <laughs> and I was, you know, 18 years old or whatever. Y'all thought, well, she's just going to stay home and rest while we go to Austin for the weekend or right. something. So what what do my stupid 18-year-old friends do? They come over and they bring me milkshakes with straws and cigarettes. And those two are the two things, things that you can't have. do is drink out of a straw or smoke cigarettes because it creates oh, dry sockets. My so God. for 48 hours, I'm drinking straw, drinking, sipping oh. milkshakes and smoking ciggies to the point where... You know, I'm in so much pain. And then we have to get in the car the next day and drive out to 20 hours to California. So, you know, dad's calling mom. Margaret, I don't know what to do. She is in (laughs) excruciating pain. I mean, we got to get her to a doctor. I don't, I, I, you know, and I'm like, "Ah." well, well, I remember having to find soft food all along the way. And that's why. Cafeterias were kind right. of w- we our resources, and I, wherever they had ice cream, yeah, yeah. and then and then so finally, you know, Dad had connections in L.A. through his work, so he's on the phone with some <laughs> producer's wife, and she she finds me a Beverly Hills dentist to go or orthodontist to go. So our first stop when we roll into L.A. is of some orthodontist on Wilshire and, you know, right in Beverly Hills. So we go up to the office and the dentist comes in. And this is like my first experience of life in California, right? Right. He comes in. He's he's a bronzed man. He's very bronzed (laughs) with his light-colored scrubs on. And I remember he was wearing like high-heeled clogs. Do you remember that? Like he just come out of surgery. And um, it was just such a culture shock. Right, me, you know, and I think he's like, "Yep, she's got dry sockets." And uh, <laughs> what do they do? I probably prescribe me oxycontin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of antibiotics. <laughs> yeah. well, um, I, I remember something funny too that I was talking earlier about the difference between the two of you, and you know, I was saying Whitney was always the happy, you know, cheerful, happy-go-lucky. But there's a very stubborn side of Whitney too, and which she showed even as a young kid. So I remember we um, had remodeled our house and repapered her bedroom and you know everything was perfect and everything matched and all that and we told her she was very much in you know teenage or preteen and so she wanted to have posters on her wall oh, yeah. and i was yes. like absolutely no posters on the new wallpaper <laughs> mm-hmm. do not i was just emphatic about it mm-hmm. well whitney found a very creative way to solve her poster problem <laughs> i know i come is. in and I find that she's taped the posters to the ceiling. <laughs> so they're not on the wall. She didn't break any rules. No. She just stapled yes. them or pasted them on the I took that ceiling. blue stick, sticky tack <laughs> and put them up there. Who knows how I got them up there because I'm so short and I stood on my bed. But I had a Brad Pitt Legends of the Fall poster. I was going to say, what's a better way to look at Brad Pitt than lying down in a bed and looking Couldn't up? Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And then another story that I think further illustrates the difference between my two lovely daughters is, um, so um, I was working, this is probably, I don't know, late 90s, something like that. And I couldn't get away for a family vacation that we had planned to Europe. So Margaret and the two girls went to Italy and Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. where all you went. But so I remember I was very disappointed that I couldn't go, but I'd gotten a directing job that was important and I had to stay. So 
I gave you guys back then a, a camera, a camcorder, yes, we called them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, you know, all I care about, have a wonderful time, but please help me enjoy your trip by taking the camcorder, taking stuff. So uh, well, you want to fill in what yeah. happened? Well, we went to the uh, Amalfi Coast with windy roads, and I... <laughs> You have motion sickness very badly, and I bought— Well, I think you'd taken a Dramamine, right? That's what I mean. I bought, like, Italian Dramamine or something, and it just made me high as a kite and loopy and all of that. And we went to a rest stop somewhere in Italy on our way to Rome in the bus, and I walked in, Mm -hmm. and I shut the stall door, and I hung my camera up on the thing. (laughs) Why did you take the camera into the bathroom? Because I was afraid someone would steal it on the bus, I guess. And then I— Walked out of the bathroom, and then we're about an hour, I don't know, an hour into the next stop, and all of a sudden I went, oh, my God, shit. And I ran up to the front of the bus like a maniac. They pulled the bus over the entire, and everybody's looking down the aisle. Everybody's looking down the aisle. Yeah, like, what is going on? And you see this. Once again, dramatic uh, American. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, long story short, it was never recovered. It was not. So what is probably out there is me sitting on a toilet while Courtney <laughs> interviews me about Damn. our night out. I missed that? Uh-huh. Oh, that's a shame. I have another funny story I remember. I had the good fortune to be able to take the family on a lot of my business trips right. because, you know, the hotel was paid for right. and all that. Your flight, so yeah. we were had a trip to London to record music um, for my job, the ad agency. And so... Margaret and and Whitney came and we went to this um, Indian restaurant in London and we were sitting in the window of the restaurant and two or three young um, London British British kids, males, were out front and they were inebriated out of their (laughs) mind. They could barely stand up. And what caught our attention is one guy faces the wall and starts peeing. (laughs) Right. I forgot about that. And... And we're kind of like, oh, oh whoa, God. gross. And then he turns <laughs> around and he sees Whitney in the window and he's like, wow. And he comes up to the window and he's like flirting with her through the window. And then he comes into the oh, restaurant. No, no, yes, yes, yes. And I don't know, ask for her hand in marriage or oh something. My God. It was just a crazy yeah. incident. I mean, that was a little forward. He showed you his penis first, you know. Yeah. Well, he, he turned away, but. Right. I saw a side glimpse. And that's why I turned him down. We've had the fortune to travel, to do some daddy-daughter trips, which have been really fun. Oh, yeah. Well, the first, I'm sorry we're getting a divorce trip, Yeah, was, I think, Vegas. And maybe. And then there were a couple of, I'm sorry. And then I'm really sorry we're getting divorced. So come meet me in in Miami. Okay. We're on our way. Let's go to South Beach. Yeah. And then, and then Daddy would take us to fabulous restaurants, and then he'd drop us off at the nightclubs. Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. And bring us Starbucks in the morning. That's right. Just that wanted great. you to have a good time. Uh, we should do another daddy-daughter trip. Those we should were do fun. that. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being an incredible father, an incredible role model, Thank you. artist, and we just love you so much. And friend, you and know. Friend. We just have so much fun together, you know. Thank you, indeed. I do, too. I love you both very much. Proud, proud dad. And I'm reminded on this Father's Day how important both of you are to me. And love you. 
Love, love you, you too, and Daddy. Love your show. Yeah, love you, love your show. Love, I love your show. <laughs> <laughs> and to all the other daddies out there, happy Father's Day and love you, love your show. Happy Father's Day. Love you, love your show. God, you think you got it? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already and feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive. Also visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com. <laughs>